Eagles Entertainment. Today's podcast is presented by Xfinity. Supercharge your screenplay with supersonic Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Enjoy breakaway speeds, power your whole huddle of devices, and help keep your home team safe with online security. Unbeatable internet from Xfinity, made to do anything so you can do anything. On Thursday, November 17th, Eagles players spoke to the media. First up, center Jason Kelsey. Um, yeah, he's a tough matchup for me, for sure. Um, you know, not only is he a very large human being, but he's very smart. It's evident when I've played him before. He picks up on things quickly, formations, where the back's at. He's good at reading, you know, offensive linemen. So I think he will obviously be a good addition to the defense. And, um, yeah, I've played him a lot. I played him when he's in New York Giants twice a year for a couple of years, played him in Minnesota and a lot of important games. So we've had our battles for, for sure. When you're when you then like to see him as a teammate in the hall? Uh, I don't know. I just did it. I mean, we just <laughs> ran into each other for the first time. So it was pretty cool. Um, it's just it's funny when – not funny. It's just um, you know, it's cool when you have that much respect for somebody. You've played against them as much as we've played against each other to all of a sudden be on the same team. So I'm looking forward to getting to know him a little bit better. When I was going through some elbow things this offseason, uh, the surgery I had in training camp, uh, they were one of the guys that – he was a guy that they said you're more than welcome to reach out to, and he uh, told me, not, don't worry about anything. You need anything, reach out. So you know, it just seems like a great guy. I've heard nothing but good things as a teammate. And, um, again, you know, we've – We've been up against each other a lot, so I know he's a good player. When you're blocking one of those space-eating nose tackles, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know, how do you approach uh, whether it's a double or or match up with him alone? Like, do you feel mm-hmm. like you're playing into what their plan is for him? You know, to take two blockers and pick both gaps, or it, as an offense? Yeah, so it, it's more complicated than that. You know, it depends on <laughs> depends on what the play is being called. You know, the technique of what they're teaching. Uh, the down linemen, you know, I, there's a lot that goes into decisions in the run game and where the linebackers are at and, you know, what coverage it is. All these things play into where you're going to double and things like that. But, um, you know, from the defense's perspective, you know, having a big guy in the middle um, obviously creates, um, you know, it, it, it takes up blockers, right? You know, when we play a five down front and you have a, a nose guard head up on the center, um and you have five guys covering all five offensive linemen, it's harder for guys to get up at the second level right now. Um, so, um, and that is regardless of, I guess, the size of the guy, but I think the bigger that nose guard is also can be advantageous for certain things. What's your sense of how the... Nice. His background with you, and from your perspective, what you mean early in your career as well, yeah, I mean, listen, the first year, in first two years of my career, I spent a lot of time watching Jeff Saturday tape. You know, Howard Mudd had coached him his whole tenure in Indianapolis pretty much, and um, he was the guy that, you know, for me, being an undersized player and running the same system and a lot of the same plays that I tried to emulate my game after. And um, 
Howard had me reach out to him or he said he's, it was available if I wanted to go uh, meet up with him. And I was able to meet Jeff that he was right after my rookie year. But, um, you know, he's been nothing but open to helping me in my career um, the entire time. Matter of fact, he reached out this past year, still while he was an analyst before this whole thing happened, and was saying, "We're happy you guys are playing well. Wishing you luck the rest of the season." And I'm sure he's not wishing us luck anymore this week. But um, you know, he's 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 always been, um, you know, more than available to help me out um, and and lend any advice that he can. And for me, just as a player, I modeled a lot of the things that I do after just Saturday. So. Um, you know, I, I, obviously he's a guy that I look up to and uh, have a tremendous amount of respect for, um, not just as a player, but as a person from everything I've heard in my personal interactions. What's your sense of how the team is responding this week after their first loss? Yeah, I mean, whenever you lose, uh, emotions are different. You know, you're going to be a little bit more um, aggressive in correcting mistakes. You're going to be a little bit more on edge. Um, but to be honest, I don't th- think that we really change it up that much, and I don't think you should. I mean, we, we make corrections after wins the same way we're doing it right now. Um, like I said, the emotion's different and the urgency is different after a loss. But, you know, I think we do a good job of, you know, sticking to, you know, what we believe is going to be the end result of making us a better team, which is correcting mistakes, being accountable, uh, you know, showing the right way to do it, showing the wrong way to do it. We do that. We've done that after every win, and we certainly did it after the loss against Indianapolis. So I would say that, you know, not too much has changed other than the um, emotions and, and overall urgency that comes with after losing a game. Jason, what do you remember specifically about that meeting with Jeff in 2012? Um, man. So... I don't know if I want to get into a specific thing, to be honest with you. I mean, there were technique things that he was uh, more than willing to assist me in and things that I struggled with within the offense um, and didn't know necessarily how to do. And Howard and the coach, coaches have one mindset or one frame of reference, right, as a coach, and Howard also played. But um, largely their frame of reference is a little bit different. So when you ask a player, they're going to have a little bit different nuance or a different idea that they've gained from their frame of reference. And, um, you know, he helped me in, in a few things that I think I was struggling in that uh, he uh, was able to frame it differently, which overall helped my game. Jason, you, you've been on teams where obviously you have a spate of injuries, you know, key players going out for quite a while. And obviously some years, like the Super Bowl, you guys are able to overcome it. Other years, not quite as much. What kind of, um, what kind of, like, sense do you get, like, how are you guys are, are dealing with, you know, these injuries you guys are having this year? Um, well, first, I think we've handled injuries really well, to be honest with you, pretty much our entire time here. Um, and uh, I think we have good depth. I think the coaches do a good job of... Um, coaching up the young players and making sure that if their number's called, uh, they got to be ready to go. Um, offensive line-wise, I know that's been the case. You know, we've had a lot of guys play a lot of snaps, and we've still been able to to function and largely do our jobs. Um, and a lot of that comes down to Jeff Stoutland's, you know, just being relentless in the way he coaches and prepares players. And 
I think for the most part, we've been like that across the board. Um, 2017 is obviously the, the pinnacle where you win a Super Bowl and, you know, with a bunch of guys that, you know, were pushed into playing time because of injuries. But, you know, I, I don't, I would not blame an injury necessarily as a loss. You know, the only one that like really could possibly be like that was the Seattle playoff game, I guess, where it happened in the middle of the game and a starting quarterback goes down. That's a, that's a hard situation to overcome. But even, I mean, Josh McCown went out there and played pretty good. So, um, yeah, I think they do a great job here of handling injuries and making sure that guys are ready to go. Jason, yes? A couple more, please. Jason. Maybe. Sorry. The, um, the, uh, Andy Reid's last year was one year that the injuries really derailed that season. I'd say that. You made a kind of passionate response to missed calls on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, do you find, like, most players have your sort of sentiment, or, or is it more difficult for some to Um, I think, uh, I don't know. I think most players, I think most players, and especially most good players, feel like they control the outcomes of the games. Um, now, you know, I think, you you can realize that players get upset when a call is missed. I certainly that happens. You know, I think um, you know when some when a, when a official makes a call or uh, misses one that you disagree with, you're going to be emotional about it or be upset about it. But when you take a look back over the course of the game, there's very few games that I feel like the official has been a determining factor or the determining factor, I should say, in the game. I mean, the one that comes out right away is the. Um. Uh, oh my gosh, the um, New Orleans Saints uh, playoff game with the pass interference that was missed, right? And it was so bad that they ended up coming out with a whole new rule where they were going to replay pass interference calls, and that lasted for one year because it was a complete debacle. Um, this is the reality of the game. There's going to be calls that go your way. There's going to be calls that don't go your way. And you end up focusing on these calls when you lose games. Because it's an easy thing to say, like, if we would have had that call, we would have won the game. If Dallas Goddard doesn't fumble because it's called a face mask, we win the game. That's not necessarily the case. Um, it certainly uh, were much other – there were bigger things in that game that kept us from winning that game than that call. Um, as a matter of fact, we had another opportunity that next drive with a huge completion that, unfortunately, we turned the ball over again. So you don't hear winners – and teams that win comparing about, uh, complaining about officials missing calls too often. I think that is something that is highly overemphasized when teams lose games or people lose bets. Um, so that's my own opinion on criticizing what's going on in the official rule world right now. Um, so, yeah. How's your ankle? Last Jason Missley get wrapped pretty good yeah. during the game limited yesterday. Um, it's good. I mean, it's kind of same ankle that was sprained before, re-aggravated it, but, uh, you know, nothing I haven't played with before. So, be good. Next up, cornerback Darius Slay. He can probably play as long as he wants to. You know, he be, he's so rich and he's so chill. He got kids now, he got twins. So, he like, you know, I'm just chilling, you know. And, um, and like, it's a great opportunity for, you know, the kid building his all of fame career as you know. 
a chance of winning, you know, winning team, he can help us for sure. So, uh, you know, he's just trying to build a legacy and continue to keep doing what he does. I was going to ask you that. It's often known as, as a young man's game, but what does it do for a locker room when you get these established oh, yeah. old guys on a contending team? Like I've been trying to tell the world already, this is not the 1940s and 50s and 60s and 70s. If you get if 30 plus old guys can still like play, play at a high, 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 high level. So I don't know if they need to get rid of that narrative of being like old and out. Maybe now, maybe old and not can't play, maybe like 40 plus besides time. You know, because, uh, yeah. You know, Jason Peters, Peters, what, 41 maybe? Maybe 41? Yeah, so I don't know about two 40 olds can do it like that, but I ain't trying to play the 40, but. <laughs> Yeah, so the 30 plus club really is just like the new 20s. So it's it's not just just the here, uh, shoot, if I was in that situation too, I want to come to a winning team too. You know, if I'm 34, 35, just sitting there chilling, uh, I'll do just what Waddle did uh, last year. Hop on the team, won the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, uh, that's good, man. You know, that way, you know, hey, I'm here for it. I'm trying to win one myself. So, you know, uh, it's good though, man. Uh, like I said, man, uh, these, guys, these guys they brought in today for sure. I played against, you know, Joseph and Weez in Minnesota. Been seeing him dominate for so long, man, and I know he still got it too. Just watching him out the other day. So, guys is like, you know, at his age in life, he's like, you want to win the Super Bowl, you know, because that kind of like almost completes your career, kind of like. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Does it also send a message to the guys in the locker room that, like, hey, we're going for it? Like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's what, I hope that's a message to everybody in their locker room. That's how I'm supposed to be in the league. Everybody not here just to be like a participant. You know, everybody trying to win the Super Bowl. So, you know, Howie does a great job and just making it known. Like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do too. Like, you know, he done won one before, so he trying to, you know, get that confetti following him again. So I wanted to. Slay, what's a, what's Sue like? I mean, from the outside, we obviously don't. He's know amazing. Or, yeah. He's an amazing, dude, man. Uh, great guy. You know, very loving guy, man. That's my guy. Like, that's my dude, dude. You know. Uh, Man, he, he really that good. He really a good dude, man. He, he taught me a lot in Detroit. Uh, plugged me in Detroit. When he left Detroit and went to Miami, I kind of had like all his little connections to like food spots, you know, malls, shopping, housing, and all kind of great stuff. So, man, he set me up pretty good in Detroit. So, uh, I always appreciate him. I don't know if somebody asked you, did you talk to him yet? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I talk to him all pretty often, a little bit. You know, we always get each other, you know, pretty often. But, uh, yeah, I already talked to him. I talked to him like. Probably like two nights ago. Okay. He called me last night too, so yeah, that's my doctor. I told him he could come move in and walk. My wife and kids, I'm in Houston, but they, they come down this week, but yeah, he come move in. I got a whole house. Big, big, I got a big I got a big house, I got a whole downstairs for him, you know, set up nice for him. You know. How long do you, you, you think you'll take for a guy like, you know, Linval or or, or Not, to, to to kind of get going? They uh they ain't played they ain't played ten years plus for no reason. They know how to prepare themselves. I'm sure they've been working out. They just waiting on the great opportunity. You know, just what team they really want to do. Cause they the ball is in their hands. You know, they they done made all the money. They done made all the you know accolades, the Pro Bowls, All Pros. You know, more of them want Super Bowls. So they just sitting back and just waiting on to see what uh, you know team to, you know help. They feel like they help. And uh, I'm glad both of them chose us. So because uh, uh, like I said, I want one too. Is Sue one of those guys that has like two different personalities on and off the field? Nope, we got one. We got one personality, and that's just chill, humble dude, but competitive. Always been a competitive guy.
charge them high rent? Huh? Did you charge them high rent? Nope. I'm rich too. You can stay rent free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm rich too, so he can come in there whenever. Hey, you know, he can come whenever he wants to. You know? We both rich, so I don't need to charge him a dog. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.